Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. As you can tell, Brian LaMartina on the on the music there. Uh, I did get a comment from somebody on did Twitter you? yesterday. They really like the, mu- the, the music now. Like, got a little different feel. We've talked about this before, Matt. But we have the same bumper music for, like... What is Pretty this like? We've been doing this it. is like yeah, like year four of us together here. Right. It's been the same bumper music the entire time. There has been a lot of the same. Yeah, coming. but there are too. We got to get rid of the Dave. The Dave Matthews, the Dave Matthews has got to go. It makes you bonkers. I oh. know. when that pops up, you lose yeah. your marbles. It's not never a good segment. After I can't sing a bit. <laughs> oh, let's not go there. That just Tuesday morning. Awful, awful, awful. What was also awful yesterday? Was Steelers practice really? Yeah, Mike Tomlin not real happy. It was not kind of real, a sloppy huh? practice. Uh, chippy. It mm. was hot. Yeah, it was uh, hot. several. There were, there were you know, a couple of little pushing and shoving more more so than you. Like four or five of them yesterday. Yeah, I was feeling no one really wanted to be there and just dog days. It, at one point, like Deontay did. Johnson walked over to. Uh, uh, we have a photographer. I practice for DK Pittsburgh Sports, and the photographers are lining the. The yeah, end. they all kind of. They're right up against the this. They're in the stands, but they're up against the railing. Sure. And Deontay shot. Johnson walks over to, to to my photographer and asks him, "Hey, look look at your phone and tell me how hot it is out here." <laughs> <laughs> Stood out as a hot day. It was it was a particularly hot and, yeah. and sticky day. Yeah. Yeah, it makes for uh, well, it's good for you know, coaches love that stuff. I'm sure Tomlin loved that stuff. You know, it makes for tough times. You know, when you don't want to do it, of course. But I guess it's getting to the point where getting kind of tired of hitting each other, and you know, there's another it's the we've dog had a days game. at camp. Yeah, yeah, there's another one coming up soon. Let's take it out on the opponent as opposed to out here, and you know, it's about that time. And, and some of these guys still haven't played a lot. You know, I mean, you're talking no, the, right. the front line guys still haven't played much, no. if at all. And. You know, Wolf's coming in to sit in your seat here afterwards. I mean, he'd be rolling his eyes like, oh, Camp's heart. You know, I mean, like, it's nothing like it used to be by any stretch. Well, here's I mean, the thing It's about an event that. when it's a padded practice. And, and I mean, no disrespect to Wolf and the guys hmm. who came before him. No, it needed to change. <laughs> they also work year-round, though. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. They <laughs> like don't come to no, camp to get in There's no shape. time off. Right. I mean, they may go on a vacation here or there over 52 weeks, but... They come into camp in great shape. It's not like they better or they're, if they don't, they're in trouble. Or, right, right, yeah. right, right. No, that's one hundred percent true. And we know more now than we knew then. You know, beating the people's bodies twice a day in the heat probably isn't the best thing for long term success. <laughs> yeah, I would say, so. <laughs> especially now that you're playing seventeen games instead of that too. Uh, fourteen or sixteen. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Mike Tomlin's uh, you know talked about it after practice yesterday. So you know, kind of these these kind of days where. You see some guys kind of melt a little bit, and you see some yeah. guys rise to the occasion. Um, and they've got some guys nicked up. Um, That's that too. Yeah. So we we've, we've seen them start Already to make a game, and, yeah. you know, some roster moves here and there. So, you know, which is typical in, in a training camp. I mean, any of them worry you? you know? No, I mean, I, I think guys. Most of the guy like Kalen Balaz yesterday was mm-hmm. was kind of. Walking around, I think he'll be fine. Do you hold. think he sits on yeah. Thursday? Benny though? Snell was running on the sideline a little bit and It'd doing be nice. those kind Snell of better get out there. I mean, he's I, a guy that needs to get out there. Yeah, I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's like in trouble. In trouble. trouble I, I, I mean, if it comes down to it, and you're keeping Benny Snell or Jalen Samuels. Yeah, I think I'm keeping Benny Snell. I 100 percent agree. My worry, if I was Benny, is somebody cuts a veteran, and all of a sudden, right. you know, I didn't put do any. I didn't put much tape out there in the preseason, and. 
a little bit out of sight and, you know, there's a veteran we kind of like and I'm the last guy in the totem pole, that could happen. The problem is, is does the veteran play special teams? That's huge. I mean, because that's that's if a that big position. That's a that big part of it because of, yeah. I don't think Belage does a lot of that. Uh, yeah, I don't think he does either. I think he has returned, but he's not going to be their top kick returner. No, so what's the difference? That'll, that'll be McFarland. Right, so yeah. what's the difference? Now, may, um, maybe he can go out there and play special teams. I don't know. Uh-huh. It was funny. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday or not or maybe Sunday. After the game, I had in my comments uh, section of my game story, uh, somebody mentioned, well, Kalen Belage looks really good on special teams. Like, that was Shakur Brown. They okay. had, there are two 29s <laughs> okay, out there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the old trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you got to kind of pay attention. On, uh, uh, yes. you know, I, I would not want to be Billy Hillgrove uh, doing some of these preseason games with double numbers. As you mentioned, Wolf, that's his first game. Yeah. That would have been a bit of a challenge, yeah. Um, that, that's the oldest trick in the book. You know, yeah. I mean, the rosters are too big. They're not going to give away two sevens. It's not quite <laughs> like the college game where you, they do that in the regular season where you mm-hmm. guys change numbers like, Every week, every week. Yeah, right. you know the NFL does have rules about that. But yes, you do see some double numbers. Keep an eye on that. Yeah, this time of year, if you're sitting there with your with your roster and you're watching the game and you're thinking, yeah, you see, about you see uh, 29 out there. Make sure it's not Shakur Brown as opposed to to Benny or to uh, Kalen Balaj. Right. Although I don't think Balaj is going to play in this next game, so that make it a little bit easier. I don't think Balaj plays special teams like you said. I, yeah, that I noticed. I mean, they may th- throw him out there. Later in the, in the preseason, to it say, might be time to hey, let's go see what you do out there if you're going right. to have a spot on this roster. But that's I don't where know you that got the history of it. These next couple games, if you, like if you didn't see a guy on special teams, but now you do, yes, they're taking a look at him. That is a great indicator that, well, we think this guy is going to make the team. What else can he? What do else for can us? he do? Yeah, right. What He's can really Brown do corner. for you? Yeah, right, there you go, right. <laughs> and the one I always mention is punt team. Punt team's the most thought. You know, like, you, we got to be able to trust you. There's a personal protector. Yeah. You know, there's a protection scheme. Maybe there's more. There's probably more trick plays than other phases. So when you're punting, look at the first team around the punter and say, well, a lot of those guys, a lot are, of those guys are probably going to make the team. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you could uh, – it's one of those things – it might not be a bad idea to throw Balaj out there on kickoffs. Run down the yeah. field real see, fast let's and see what you, you yeah. do. Yeah. See what you do. See if you're if you're he willing maybe to. He's never tackled anyone in his life, though. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, he's been a backup running back on other teams, though, so yeah. I assume he's done it at least a little bit. He's fast. He's and big. He's big and fast, yeah. So that's one to keep an eye on, although, again, I, I don't think he'll play today. We'll hear from Mike Tomlin at 1230 today. He'll kind of give oh, us yeah. a rundown of, of who's in and who's out. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he probably won't. Because he's <laughs> he he's not done to. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you expecting any noticeable changes for Thursday? I mean, do you think the one zero line goes out there a little bit? Well, the last couple of days here, we've seen Chuksakor for at left Chuk's tackle. Back, right? I'd like to see him out there. We've seen Zach Banner back at at the right tackle position. Good. Um, There's it, some controversy at left guard. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily controversy. It's taking a telling a rookie or a second year player, yeah. I should say. You missed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. This guy's been out there practicing. This guy's a veteran. He's got 15 career starts under his belt. You don't. And don't just assume that you're the starter yeah. type of deal. Yeah. you so got to work for it. If you, your best guess left to right, what kind of line do you think we see? I think you see a core four. I think you see 
Coward. Coward at, at, at left guard. At, at Green at center. Green, I think. Was that, he's, a, he's the starter. Yeah. Sure they they haven't announced it, but Kendrick Green's the starter. I sure. I mean, the way that they're handling practice and reps and all that stuff. You don't start all the preseason games and then not start the regular season. <laughs> right, right. They're treating him like the starter, whether they call him it or not. Yeah. Uh, you'll see Turner. At you think right, Turner dresses? Turner, like, yeah, Turner's yeah. at right guard. And then you'll see. I, I think I think you'll see Banner at right tackle. Okay. Um, they're still they're still managing him a little bit, but you know I think yeah. it's it's time they maybe get him out there. Maybe they hold that off until next week and Hague starts, but we'll we'll find out. And you got to think, people too. I mean, this is most teams' first preseason game. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of uprising. Oh, I looked at this. Yeah, the Steelers will have played their second preseason game on Thursday mm-hmm. before 27 other teams play yeah, their first just, right, their first preseason game. They start you know trickling in all through the weekend. Which yeah. I love because it's easier to digest. You know, you yeah. can just there's games on all the time. Um, do you think? Oh, I just want to say there was been a little bit of an uproar, and I get questions about it too. This this old line needs to play together. Get the starters out there. I mean, they're going to play together as much as just about any other O line. It sounds like starting Thursday, yeah, around the league. I, so I mean, still I, time. I, I get it. I, I know people in Pittsburgh are used to seeing continuity and consistency sure. out of that line. Um, but these guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. They played. They've all played these spots, right? Like I know people are saying, "Well, Chuk's a is moving to to left tackle." Chuk's a in his first couple of seasons practiced almost exclusively at left tackle. He was left tackle in last college. year. He's finally home. Last year was the year where they moved. They moved in the right tackle to compete with Banner. That mm-hmm. was the outlier because nobody they weren't beating out. Yeah, now his time, first right? two seasons he practiced at left tackle. Right. I'm sure he's much happier about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys have got a chance to. Interview him or he or talked not over yet. the weekend. We okay. were up in Canton, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's home finally. which yeah. I think will only be good for his play too. Yeah, that's the thing. You're playing you're with the opposite hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in college, he didn't play right tackle. Right, right. I mean, he was a left tackle. I yeah. Mean, so, uh, I think that's what they drafted him to do as well. Um, Ebron and Fryermuth. Ebron was back. Uh, he's been back uh, the last couple of days. Fryermuth back. Mm-hmm. So I think you see both of those guys. Fryermuth had a couple of nice catches yesterday. I think he's a pretty Rudolph, guy. Rudolph hit him a couple of times on some on some nice throw, a couple of nice throws, a couple mm-hmm. of nice catches by him. He's going to be a weapon. I think he's going to be a guy, and you know, by next year, will probably be an eighty-five percent snap type of guy. Yeah, and yeah. maybe by week twelve, he's at sixty-five percent snap. That's you know that's I mean? my like, thinking on this. Although you know, hey, we could see it happen sooner. Because right, right. Ebron yesterday was out there running uh, with the third team guys on some stuff mm-hmm. like. I'm like that's interesting. That's interesting. You just yeah. usually see that, huh? No, maybe that's because they're down some tight ends, down some. They were down some wide receivers. Ray Ray McLeod didn't practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Washington's a little nicked up as well, so they they were missing some wide receivers. So maybe you put Ebron out there as a big tech, slot, essentially as a, a big slot right. receiver. We yeah. always call him a big slot, but yeah, I mean he could handle that role for for practice. You yeah, know, to get that because everybody, all the receivers got bumped up. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So hey, fill in for now. And it was a hot day. You don't want those guys running. Million routes, yeah, makes sense. Okay, that's where you start pulling hamstrings and stuff because you're so other than Washington and Ray Ray, pretty much going to see the big, pretty good group of receivers. I think so. I think uh, yeah, I think you see the. the and we saw him last week. We yeah. saw Claypool. We saw you know Juju, Deontay Johnson. Juju didn't play, ask, but yeah. My thoughts on that just initially are: if Washington and Ray Ray don't play, you're not going to leave those top three in super long. No, that's a lot of reps for the. 
We'll call them the unknown guys. You know, the, the, the but that's what you want to do in that. Yeah. It works out well for them. I mean, Absolutely, we, we've talked about this a couple times. And you want to like see the, the Matthew Sexton? I want to see like Matthew yeah, Sexton had a, a nice punt return last week, right? And okay, does he have any juice as a receiver now? Mm-hmm. Let's let's see what it is because he's he's a he's the slot, right? I mean, he's the the prototypical stereotypical slot type. He's, or do you he's, think he's like he's like six foot, one hundred ninety pounds. He's not okay, a small I guy. He's a little smaller than that. Okay. Yeah, but. I mean, even if he is just a slot, they could use that. You yeah, know, the Switzer. Role he's got the and, speed. And Juju could bump he's a he's a or, bigger, you know. faster version of Switzer. Of Switzer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wizard or Ray Ray McLeod. You know. Right. Ray Ray's got juice. He just doesn't run routes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He just. Yeah, he's his own beast to me, which to me is. Man, he's a very niche kind of player. Yeah, and it feels like. You mentioned Fryermuth. Like if Ray Ray's out there, it's hard to get Fryermuth out there, right? Or let alone Washington, or you know some of these other. And they've done like they, they, they were, the one day I noted um, early in in camp of the the practices we could report on. Um, they had Ray Ray trying to block on some stuff. That, that's a problem in every team. And and he just, that's just not what he's he's not going to do it. No, and they need better peripheral blocking from their tight ends and receivers. Yeah. I mean. I know Juju's capable, and I'm very sure Claypool's capable. As great as Claypool was as a rookie, that was a little disappointing. I thought he'd be a little I bit better. I think he's really taking that into. Do you think that's been stressed? Perhaps? I think that's been stressed, and yeah. I think you've seen him. I've seen him pancake some guys. Really? Uh, there was one in the game the other day. It was, it was a run. To, I think it was a run to this his side. This goes a long way. Where he blocked the, the Cowboys cornerback completely out mm-hmm. of bounds and then put him on his back. I mean, and they like, got up and let the guy know about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, Derrick Henry's a great player, and he's got a lot of long runs. But Corey Davis and A.J. Brown were very good downfield yeah. blockers. You know, I mean, you give a, a big back ahead of steam, and you're running, and your receivers are putting corners on their butts. I mean, that's how you get the longer ones. That's how you get the big, long runs. You know, and, and I think that was one of the things when they drafted Claypool. Yeah. I mean, I remember talking to him about it on, on the on the air when we talked to him, I think the day after they drafted him, um, you know, about his blocking. And, and uh, I don't know that we saw. Not enough. It, it's tough for a rookie receiver. Rookie receiver, no, no uh, uh, training or no mm-hmm. uh, preseason games, 14 training camp practices. Learn how to run these routes. Learn this sure. playbook. Oh, and by the way, be a be a you know play special teams and be a really good blocker. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, a lot on the plate, lot, right? Yeah. Especially because he was such a good receiver. Let's focus on the routes and the receiving. And he also had value running guys off with deep routes and things yeah. like that too, and getting them out of the play. I mean, our listeners probably remember. I got a hard time, not a hard time, but people Williamson quit talking about Claypool's blocking and special teams. You know, like, <laughs> and they drafted him. I said that four thousand times. Like, well, if he does those two things at his height, weight, speed. He's going to be fine, you know, and I think we're safe to say he's going to be fine. Let me ask you this, Matt. If you're Mike Tomlin, do you give Haskins a start in this game or do you give Rudolph a start? Haskins. I think I'm in that boat. Yeah. I'm in that, and it's not necessarily because. Not the motion. It's not a, you know, a, yeah. a knock on Rudolph. Last week, Mike Tomlin said he, they were going to start Rudolph, let Haskins finish up the half because they wanted to give him a two-minute drill at the end mm-hmm. of the half. They wanted to do that with Dobbs at the end of the second half. Potentially. You don't Potentially, know, you don't you don't know how it's going to work right out. There, yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing Rudolph. Yeah, two I think it'd be good for Rudolph, and it gives you a little bit of a apples-to-apples apples, yeah. Haskins with the top group that given day. I mean, I know that the line wasn't the all-ones for Rudolph. Now, if but he doesn't do that... I, see, I, I, I know I there are... too much into there it. There are but, people out there who who... 
again, we've, we talked Steelers about Nation will lose their mind if Haskins gets a start. If you, if you went into last week's game thinking that Haskins was going to be the number two and Mason Rudolph the number three or vice versa, mm-hmm. either, way, either way you thought of it, nothing that happened in that game last week changed anything. No, no. I mean, I thought they both, you know, looked fine. Yeah. And neither one stood out as, wow, we really got a, a right. special thing here in, in one game or a handful of uh, drives. Haskins throws the football a little better. You know, Rudolph made more plays and, and drove the ball down the field. His degree of difficulty was more. Do you even think that's a competition, though? I mean, everything's, can, a, everything's a competition, but I think – can feasibly Haskins be the two on opening day? I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't know what he could possibly do, injuries aside, of course. Right. You know, I mean, that we're wow, he's the backup. He's got to have it. I, I just then gets hurt. That's your yeah. your gig. I just think that in the grand scheme of things, they're better off with this year with Rudolph being the two and mm-hmm. Haskins the three. It's great to have him redshirt a year, yeah. sit back, learn. Sit back, learn. You know. You're going to see him in practice all the time. Let sure. him, you know. So Jameis you, Winston did last year, you know. Ben Roethlisberger typically doesn't practice a lot of Wednesdays anyway, so mm-hmm. you're going to get to see both of them running Steelers stuff on those days. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's the, you know. I mean, practices during the week in the regular season aren't going to be great for Haskins yeah. in terms of learning, but he's sitting in the quarterback room and watching them prep week to week. Yeah. And, you know, certainly one of the two ahead of him could could get injured at some point. Absolutely, as well, you know? yeah. And then you're the you know you're the number two. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they say oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna let Haskins start this. You know, you, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but I yeah, don't yeah. think it matters. I don't think it matters. Right, but it is interesting. I would give them the start, but I wouldn't look into it if they do or don't. Yeah, I just think I, I think Rudolph serves you as the number two better because he's been he's played with the guys that he would be playing with more. Sure, that's what he's done his you know, whole career. He's been yeah, here right. with 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 Juju and Deontay and sure, played for long for a longer yeah, time yeah, 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 than yeah. than. So I think it makes sense that he'd be the number two. Mm-hmm. And you gave him money. You didn't give Haskins money for next yeah, he's year. He's the only I mean, one that's under contract. Right, right, year. right. So I mean, yeah. it, it, I, I very. That's much the other part of the equation. If you bump Haskins up to number two, then at the end of the year. Gets a little hairy. He gets his agent can say, "Well, you liked him enough to put him above Rudolph here, so who you gave money and yeah, who you gave money to. So we want much. we want at least that much or more than Rudolph. You, know, you so, think he's more valuable than Mason? And here's Mason's contract. Give us fifteen percent more, or yeah. whatever you know. But I do believe if Ben, heaven forbid, gets hurt on week one and misses the season, they would give it to Rudolph and say, "Go, go, go." Yeah, but you then know? you've got and two it, guys. Wouldn't have a super long leash. No, I mean, if it's right. a disaster that you pull them. But yeah. right, I think that's the way it would go. Yeah, I agree. But uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You are listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back; they come roaring back. Carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, as we mentioned, Mike Tomlin will talk uh, later on today at 1230, kind of give us his version of a rundown of what's going to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> sometimes he's, tell you too much, but. sometimes he's 
very he'll, he'll tell you things other times not so much mm-hmm. um, I, I don't I don't know how he'll approach uh, this particular game uh, are there any guys in this game that you you want to see something more out of well hmm. you want to see so they were they impressed you the first game and you now you want to see some of them might be guys that didn't play like I really think you know we were talking about a lot of the offensive stuff last segment. And I meant to go this direction, but the Raider versus Gentry conversation, I think, is a really interesting one. Yeah. They're really different. You, they you are. Know? I mean, Raider puts people on their backs and, you know. Occasionally. Occasionally. I mean, yeah. he's not Mark Bruner. You know, I mean, he, you know, but by today's tight end standards, he seems like a good blocker, you know, and, and I think he's an adequate receiver. Gentry's the draft pick and supposedly has upside and. Sounds like he has had moments in camp, and he's a big target and th- offers some things that you know not many tight ends do. But I'm curious what direction they go with those two. You know, without question, that comes to mind. Um, I want to see how Kevin Dotson handles a little bit of stress. You're being okay now. You're on the second team here. Mm-hmm. This is going to be your first preseason game. He's right? never played one before. He's never played one before. That's still amazing. <laughs> I forget that at times. Yeah. Some of these guys have been like, around. If a you're going to go out there with a second unit and you're working against the Eagles, second or third team guys, you better kick their asses. You better look like Highsmith did in you yes. know, against the one. Yeah. You know, but I kept saying, looks like he doesn't belong. He's he's the varsity player in yeah. JV game. You better just be blowing guys up if you want to get like Kevin I fully that, expect yeah. him to be the starter in Buffalo. Yes, I think this is a little bit of a a kick in the pants. Thing. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, it, it's a somewhat of a transparent one to be honest oh, with you. No you know? doubt. But if you're a second year player who's what 24 years old, thought you were the starter and on a, a game where much of the nation's going to be watching, you're not the starter. It's a little embarrassing, and it should light a fire under you. Yeah. You know, it, it better light a fire under you. Yeah, but if it doesn't, then you get bigger issues. I think that's what they're really find, finding out. Is, yeah. But this guy's How's had he handle this adversity? Easy. Yeah, he's kind of had it easy in his career. You know, injury opens up, he starts, he succeeds. Let's see him overcome some hardships, and, you know, we're counting on this guy for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Shakur Brown. Yeah, it's a I, good was, one. I want to see how he's used because he was very active on special teams. A great way to kind of springboard into more that playing time. Could be enough. Yeah, I mean that could get you a hat on game day and a roster spot if he keeps up that. Could he be? All right, let's go down that Shakir Brown hole a little bit because they gave him a lot of free agent money. They gave him the most. Speaking. I looked. I looked back over it. They gave him the most free agent money they've ever given somebody. And that makes sense. Cause, yeah. I mean, you always. I mean, it's, I mean, the last guy they gave as much money as him, or something close to him, was Ola Denny back in like two thousand whatever year, okay. fifteen or whatever. Which it means was. you really want him. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think I've told the story eight million times, but ownership gave us X amount of thousands of dollars to spend. And you allocate it however you want. If you give it, put it all in one basket. You couldn't allocate it to yourself. <laughs> Try my best. <laughs> and uh, you know, so they they put a lot of it in that basket. I think they've real, especially at that stage, realized we got to throw a lot of corners at the fan and see what sticks. Probably didn't realize. Well, maybe they did. I mean, I'm selling them short. Obviously, he would have a, you know, is he gonna be a great special teamer? Is something I don't know yeah. if they knew yet. I mean, I'm sure they had a draftable grade on him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's my question, though. Does it shock you, or are you seeing him more in the slot? I always thought of him as a slot on defense. He's not super fast. I mean, they've been working uh, 
Brooks and Millette so much it in the slot. It seems like that's a two-horse race. But here's the thing. I don't think reps. Brooks has been sitting out the last few practices since mm-hmm. the game. I don't think he plays this week. Yeah. So maybe Brown. So maybe Brown bumps up to be that, that second slot after Millette plays. Okay. So I think that's his best role on the defense. And maybe he, if he has the recognition skills, he could even be a safety. I, I, I don't know. I actually, yesterday I had the first one-on-one interview that I have done in two years. Mm. Sat down with Joe Hayden. That should have been the headline today. If I guess. I kind of buried the lead a little bit. Um, I would, did want to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But Just the fact that you could do it is the yeah. headline. That's awesome. When, when we were talking about the secondary, he mentioned uh, that Brooks has looked really good mm-hmm. in the slot. And he said, we got some other guys there as well. That absolutely seems like yeah. a successful mission so th- far Brooks is the I th- slot everything that I'm here he's going to be the starting slot it almost feels like Green's the center he's the slot you yeah know, like, we all respect him a lot or whatever but they're treating him like the the top slot yeah he's got size he's got size he's got blitzing ability mm-hmm. he's got you know things that they want out of that position um so I think he's going to be the the slot so now you're looking okay now it comes down to maybe Millette versus a guy like Brown depending on How the, many the special teams. Now, I know Millette right. has played a lot of special teams. He's played five years in the league. He has to have a special teams background. He's got a very big special right, teams right, right. background. He's not a first-round pick. And, yeah. Right. Um, so it comes down to, okay, you know, Shakur Brown, do, are you a better slot than Millette? Mm-hmm. Or are you a better combination of combination slot slash yeah. special teamer? Right. And on game day, if it's week four, the special teamer part is probably more important. Without a doubt. I mean, because not to mention, I mean, when they go four corners, I fully expect Sutton to move the slot in that situation. With yeah, when they've gone dime thus far in training camp, Sutton is, is kicked inside, mm-hmm. and and Pierre is played on the outside, or even Lane. If I mean, if Pierre wasn't available, right? Pierre's ahead of Lane. Yeah. So that's their best four corners to me. So really, Brown's best approach is special teams, but because you're, you know, back to your point before. If you're so good on special teams, well, let's see what you can do on defense now. You know, right. and this is a perfect game for that. That's a great one to bring up. Yeah, I think that that's interesting. Um, I want to see the backup inside linebackers again. Yesterday, yeah, they had the second unit yesterday in the, in the nickel that they were running was Marcus Allen and Buddy Johnson. Okay, so not Gilbert. Not Gilbert. Okay. Uh, so I want to see if that's you know can Gilbert. Close that gap again because I, I I mean I think we all kind of assumed well Allen's a Allen's not going to make this threat. roster well I th- I thought Doesn't he played mean they just, he yeah. made a couple of plays in the game the other day yeah 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 um, he's been a, he's stuck around for a couple of years now he's obviously better in co- I mean he's a safety he should be better in coverage than those guys he should be yeah. yeah I'm not impressed with him but there's a reason he's been an NFL player for a couple of years now I mean he's done something right behind the scenes or. Maybe he's better on special teams than I realized, too, or, you know, assignment sound. I, I kind of looked at Killebrew as an upgrade over him. He's another guy I want to see more. Like I'm impressed with him. Yeah. I think we talked about him yesterday, but I think he'll play snaps every week on defense. I think maybe maybe he forces that, that yeah. a little bit. That, that I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing him be a dime linebacker or right. or out there in in the nickel He's as a linebacker. And physicality yeah. and you know experience and understands route concepts and those type of things too. To me, he's a better version of Marcus Allen. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Um so I'd like to see more of him. Um 
I think we might see Terrell Edmonds um, out there That'd for the good. first time. I, you know, I know they've been holding him out of some contact mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, he had an off-season surgery on his shoulder. I'm assuming that was you know, potentially a they, – they haven't said, but I'm assuming it was a torn labrum or something of that nature mm-hmm. in his shoulder that he played through last year, right. late year. And it, I was going to kick out of that because I learned a lot sitting in those meetings when the medical staff every day would report on every player. And – the no offense to your profession, but the the press thought they had a clue of injuries and things, and yeah. we'd report them. But it's like this guy's really gotten it out through a torn labrum, and you know yeah. we're just going to put shoulder questionable, but you don't realize yeah. how bad it is, or you know how, what it takes to get him to game day. And I mean, obviously you understand that. I mean, you see these guys every day, but just if you read the. Uh, the injury report, like, ah, he's probable, he's questionable, he'll be fine. You know, he's got yeah. torn labrum, though. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, he can't lift his, uh, he can't lift his, his arm head, up, right? yeah. yeah. Why is he picking that ball off? He's a he's a bust in the first round, you know. He's better ball skills. He was one that – He can't that, pick his arm up. He was one that Hayden mentioned to, to me <laughs> that, that uh, he really thinks that Edmonds is going to have a really good year this year. Said he's gotten, I could see that. He's gotten better each one of his years, which he has. Mm-hmm. Again, this goes back to people can't admit – they oh, might right. have been wrong about somebody. They shouldn't have picked him in the first round. Yeah. And three years later, you can't be like, I kind of like him now. <laughs> it took Bud like four yeah. or five years to be right. you know, not a bust anymore. Um, Wolf brought something up about Edmonds I thought was intriguing, and I've been kicking around in my noodle since yesterday. He suggested Edmonds should, you know, they should look at him more as a blitzer. I think he'd be good in that regard. Yeah. I mean, he's usually well, the tight rem- end guy. If you remember last year, he ended the Denver game. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a, on a blitz where he he got the sack uh, to to finish the game off mm-hmm. on fourth down. So I I I could see that happening. That you There's know they more bring... opportunities as a blitzer possibly this year because I don't know that no matter who you put in the slot, I don't know that you're going to replicate Mike Hill. Hill's right. That's kind of ability. what Wolf was starting yeah. with was who's another guy to pick up that slack, and especially if you're really athletic on the second level. And Brooks is a bigger slot. You could play a cover three shell or man coverage, and those linebackers could handle safeties. Yeah, bring or Brooks could have the safety, yeah. or the or the you know Brooks could handle the. the, the it tight actually end makes or, you a little more pre- less predictable. Less predictable, yeah. I mean Hilton, you, you know Hilton's blitzing. Everybody five knew. Down the game, I mean, right, I, right, I, right. I I gave you the numbers last week. I I think it was that you know he blitzed seventy times in thirteen games. Mm-hmm. I mean, do the math. That's that's six or seven times a game. Everybody knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anytime he was at the line of scrimmage, the offensive line's like, okay, you identify oh, that alert, guy. Red alert, red yeah. alert. Yeah, right. Or you switch the back to his side or whatever. I mean, it's a silly little thing, but you could even play man coverage. Brooks is lined up in the slot. Edmonds is basically in that other slot. Tight end goes in motion. Brooks doesn't go with him. Or vice versa. Yeah. You know, it looks like Edmonds is going to play man on him, but he doesn't follow him. Brooks picks him up on the other side of the line, and Edmonds is a blitzer, you know? Yeah. Just a little less predictable. Because I think he would be good in that regard. He's a downhill player. Yeah. And he closes. And he's got size and he's fast. Yeah. And yeah. he's been around the league a little bit down, too, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that. No, he's intriguing. This that's year. something to, to keep an eye on here. Everyone talking um, about Bush as the breakout defensive player. It could be Edmonds, too. It could be. Yeah. It very well could what be. What if he has three picks and all of a sudden people are like, yeah, maybe he's a Pro Bowl alternate or, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 100 tackles yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all that. Kind of, and, and it throws a couple of sacks. And it's the, it's the splash plays that get you that kind of recognition. Yeah. That's, that's hurt his perception. That's is. what he's been lacking in, the splash. But the coaches look at him like, he doesn't make any mistakes. He's out he's there. He's out there all the time. I yeah. trust him since the second he walked on campus. You know? Yeah. Trey Norwood's another one. that I, Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, he had a couple of pass breakups. Um, he moves he, well. Yeah, blocked a kick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, there's something there. I mean, 
we we were talking. I don't know that dead period before camp starts. What's the backup free safety look like? Yeah. You know, and deep down they probably had some clues. You know, that's why yeah. Norwood's here. I mean, that's why they didn't go pick one up. Um, but I think he is checking all the boxes so far. Yeah. You know, for a seventh round pick, got some ball you know, skills. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an intriguing situation. He Could, can also play down in the slot. So I mean, I think they've got yeah. they've got some options there. Maybe not the you know people look at it and say again as, as Kevin Colbert said a couple of weeks ago we've got depth it's just not proven depth and most of us and almost all of our listeners are probably like well I, I got to see it I, I yeah. and, they, and how would you but think about like Norwood his rookie year will probably be special teams and right. hopefully he's not playing any free safety you know uh, in yeah games. right that means I'm, something bad happened you know, something bad probably happened or he's so good that you play some split safety with. But that means you're taking somebody else off the field. But I'm thinking like a year, two years from now, he's been around. He's already a core special teamer. Maybe he does play some slot. You know, just yeah. he starts he start giving him more, giving him more, and you know, passing all the tests. I mean, these guys rookie year, they're swimming, and he's already doing fine. You know, yeah. he's not the best player on the field, but he's doing fine. So imagine what he is a year or two from now. Another guy that that really caught my eye in the first game, and he should. Uh, was Isaiah Loudermilk? I was going to mention just the young D lineman. Yeah, that, that, I want to see that rotation again. That, that's a, I mean, that might be the most hotly contested spot. I might not play on Cunny, the team. Cam or two at snap in the preseason. Or a Lulu. Yeah, for that matter. I mean, he's old enough now too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, there's competition there. There's depth there. The Bugs, Davis, Loudermilk triangle. I think is really interesting. You mentioned in your. You know, in your first roster, that warmly might not be as safe as we yeah. think, and I, that's an interesting. I mean, they angle seem to really like Mondu and Mondu. I think Mondu makes a team. Mondu plays special teams. I yeah. mean, that's you know, we talk about special teams. That guy's playing. He's like on the punt coverage units. Right, he's out right, there right. On the kick kickoffs and thing, things like. He's a three hundred pound guy. The special teams yeah. staff likes him. Yeah, know, and doesn't want him gone. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of him as a lock. Might be a strong word, but I hadn't thought of him as a lock to make the team. He might be a lot to make the team. He might be. You know, yeah, right. Because I mean, he's not he's not bad when they put him out there on defense either. No, he's obviously an athlete and yeah. runs around well. And, yeah, I mean, he's not a heavy-footed nose tackle that can't move. Yeah, so, I I mean, that, they got one too that many to me is, can, you know. I wonder if you get a draft pick for Warmly if these guys keep playing well. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. I, you know, there's, there's some guys. Um, Steelers gave one up for him a year ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. A lot of the offensive linemen, I think, are still very interesting. But I feel like after the the group that started, I have a pretty good feel for the O-line depth in general. You know, I mean, I would think Dan Moore will play a lot in the preseason, which is good, is what he needs. But I don't think they're counting on him. Yeah. Um, that group of quote no name receivers is certainly interesting to me too yeah some somebody makes some plays on special yeah. teams again i don't think ray ray mcleod is is guaranteed a spot. i was about to say i'm not it, enamored at all with i him mentioned sexton if sexton spot. if sexton breaks off a, uh, another punt return like mm-hmm. like he did i'm like okay i mean those type of guys might play the whole second half yeah i mean and if ray ray doesn't play this game i'm gonna believe they're right. gonna give Sexton, he's gonna he's gonna have all the punt returns in this game. If Ray Ray's a little bang, plus you know who he is. Yeah, I would give Sexton all the returns. Okay. That's a good point. Okay, kid, you got a thirty-six yard last game. Do it again and play 
10 more snaps on offense than we planned you know, yeah. whenever we signed you. Because you you're know? a bigger, faster version of, of him. Mm-hmm. At least as fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you he know? might not be as shifty, as nifty, you know, um, but he's not slow. No. He's good with the ball in his no. hands. I, I think that's, that's definitely one to keep an eye on as well. Or as any of those guys excelling as a gunner or making right. tackles on right. you know, kickoff coverage, those type of things are interesting. Yeah, too. that's certainly something. Those, and then the outside good. linebackers. There's a lot of them all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, that was a position we looked at. Boy, they're they're kind of, you know, they don't have a lot of uh, depth there. And, and then, you know, you see a, a guy like Jameer Jones who's like, yeah. he had three quarterback hits in that game. I, said, I don't want to get rid of him. No. <laughs> you know, with all respect. <laughs> and like I know Ola Roche and, and, and yeah. these other guys are, 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 you know, they all had sacks and, you know, I, I like that guy. I like that guy too. You know, they've had Ola and Chick and, you know, low pedigree number threes and mostly four outside linebackers. I'll put Jones against any of those guys. Yeah, he's you big know. and strong. He's, he's bigger big too. He's big and strong. He's thick and he's he's sturdy at the line of scrimmage too and plays with a good base. You could tell and, he I mean he was he was a defensive end at Notre Dame. Yeah, and it's a little different like than being a defensive end at Akron or, Oh, you know. absolutely. Right, right, right. <laughs> like right. he was seeing some quality offensive tackles. Oh, yeah, he goes against <laughs> McGlinchey every day in practice, <laughs> and, you know, Nelson and those guys too, the linemen yeah. they pump out. So yeah, I mean you better be and they have a big time weight program, and yeah. he looks, you know, what I mean? he looks the part. Yeah, when he got there as an eighteen year old, they probably put thirty pounds of muscle on him over five <laughs> years, you know. And but the other like, guys, I mean, Roche makes made plays. I mean, they, everybody yeah. they had in there at outside linebacker essentially made plays the other day. Yeah. Do you think Ingram dresses? That's a good question. I don't know that I would. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Trey Turner probably will. I kind of always lump them together because they're yeah. veterans that got here late from the Chargers. But I mean, they're. That's probably unfair. I don't know that I need to see. I don't a know lot that I need him. to see him because I want to see those other three guys, anyways. Right. I mean, if I'd play him, it'd be just the first series or something, and then yeah. people will say, "Oh, he's ahead of Highsmith." Yeah, I don't even know that I need to see a lot of Highsmith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he certainly. Passed I mean, I he'll probably well. play a lot because again, he's a young guy. He's kind of like Dotson. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. young guy. Don't but assume anything. Except he's been out there the entire true training camp. I, I assume he plays a fair amount. I wouldn't think I'd dress Ingram. Yeah, I don't. Think I mean, so. I guess he could play TJ's spot for the opening series or something. Yeah, I guess. But I the interesting thing is they've been flip flopping those. Like sometimes, a lot of times, they'll have Ingram coming off the right side, and when Highsmith's like Highsmith off the left, yeah. or the right TJ side, and okay, you know, however you want to. I always get that like, like often. Are you going by what the offense is or what the defense is? Right. Is it the quarterback's right or is it the defense's yeah. right? Because TJ says he plays right outside linebacker, but he's actually on the left. On the defense. Yeah, I think he's the left <laughs> I don't know. I, I've always looked at it as a defensive depth chart through defensive eyes. Yeah. Like, if I'm Minka looking at the defense, what are you in my left or right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Watts are right outside linebacker. Yeah. Anyways, let's take yeah. a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll talk about my Joe Hayden interview uh, yeah, that I did yesterday. Adam Schefter finally catching up on this today. So <laughs> we'll do that right after this. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. From Bradshaw and the Steel Curtain to Roethlisberger and Blitzburg, we are always talking black and gold on SNR. Matt, as I, I mentioned in the previous segment, I had my first uh, one-on-one interview in two years. Yeah, I have some questions about that, actually. Yeah. Uh, with Joe Hayden yesterday, he, he mentioned to me that uh, he's approached the Steelers about a contract extension. Mm. Um, 
and his agents drew Rosenhaus. I, I texted Rosenhaus yesterday. He, he had no comment on it. This morning, however, he did contact uh, Adam Schefter and say, oh. yes, we've approached the Steelers about it. You got big-timed a little bit. I well, I had it first. Though. I know. I mean, Adam's <laughs> catching up to you. I, yeah. I like it. Um, I have just a couple questions, procedural questions for you. Okay. You know, for your profession, I bet you phrase questions a lot differently when it's you and – Ten other reporters sitting around a guy, or a Zoom call, oh, as without opposed to without, yeah, you know, you and Joe on the side chatting it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Is there a lot of, hey, I'm not going to. This isn't on the record. What do you think of this type of thing? Or is There's it just some a of lot that? More I mean, informal you're, you're, you're having a one like it's it's like it's our conversation now, except yeah. we don't have a you know the twenty listeners out there. I don't know however <laughs> many we have. <laughs> Hopefully more than that. But maybe Hopefully not. more than that, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're you're it's much more laid back and yeah. people you forget know, these guys are human beings and they right. chat you know what I mean you know and a lot of times you get different kinds of answers based on who is there with you if it's three or four writers that they're comfortable with right it's much different than if the TV cameras are in their face I'm sure or the zoom you know is being recorded right or, you those know, kind of like, things like I the gotta, zoom calls are just I bet they're rigid Yes, because not to mention they're kind of clunky. Now some of the guys have relaxed a little bit on those, and we I haven't done a lot of them since camp opened. Um, But yeah, the I mean one on one, you're so much more relaxed, and it's Mm -hmm. you're having a conversation. Yeah, you're just sitting there talking to someone. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So I I figured as well. Yeah, Uh, you know he as I said he mentioned that that he would like he wants to play two or three more years, Mm -hmm. and he'd like to he likes it here. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, he he said they seemed he, to like him. You know, the the the, the quote was, um, yeah, "This is great." This he told me. I'll, we talked about his release from Cleveland. Such an odd move, still. And here's what he told me. He said he got called into Sashi Brown's office. Yes. There's, he said I sit down with him. He said I thought I did all all the things right. That's when I realized the business part of things. I met with their general manager, Sashi Brown, he called me into his office and he was like, hey, Joe, we love you. We love everything you do on and off the field in the city. It's been amazing. But you don't need to be paid like a top five corner anymore. You're making $11 million. We want to cut it to $7 million. Okay. He's like... I sort of understand that angle at he least. He says, they had just signed Brock Osweiler for $16 million a year and he didn't even what? play. <laughs> he said, That's a bad example. Yeah, though, he's, like, he's like, bro, there's no freaking way that, <laughs> that he was going to do that because i was hurt last year but no we have cap space who are you making space for you're not even going to sign anybody and he was right that part's wonderful <laughs> the osweiler's a terrible example because people might not remember this they took osweiler off houston's hands and houston gave them a second round pick yeah. to do it so they traded 16 million in cap space for a second round pick but joe's 100 right with everything else the what are you going to use the money for? You know, yeah. I mean, you're just getting rid of me because I'm old and you're trying to lose games. I might help you win. Yeah. He went on. He said, I, I said a couple of years before that, if they gave me a reason to get out of there, I want to go somewhere where I could be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns have gone 1-15 in 2016, would go 0-16 in 2017 uh, when they cut him uh, before the season started. Yeah. We kept turning it around and getting smacked. We're not turning it around and winning some games we're not turning it around to winning some games. Once I figured out they were releasing me, the first team I wanted to come to was here. I met Coach Tomlin during the, the draft process, and he was like, Joe, I know we can't get you. We're not picking high enough, but we wanted to meet you. 
My phone just got a blurb across the top. Hayden seeking contract extension. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, he says, ever since then, I was like, I like this. I, I love this dude. Marquise Pouncey was here. We went to school together. They, oh, yeah. they were always having a great time. Well, they were always having a great time when he saw them. Well, they were wanted by a whole <laughs> lot. Yeah. Boy, let's go there. He went on. He was like, look, at that time, you know, they, they had Le'Veon Bell. They had Antonio sure. Brown. He says, I covered Antonio, you know, twice a year for seven years. He said, I didn't want to have to cover that dude anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the grass had to look a lot greener. I, I mean, it's complete apples to oranges. But trust me, when the Browns played the Steelers those two times when I was in – He know, followed in, Antonio Brown. No, I'm talking about oh, when okay, I was in Brown that. and Orange. Yeah. I wanted to be on the other sidelines. Yeah, you know, they were 15-1 to one and like, that's <laughs> home. I just, just keep me here, Kevin. <laughs> One thing, the other thing, he, like he, he feels so much more comfortable now in this defense – Oh, yeah. He's been here. This is his fifth year. It sure seems like he gets along phenomenally with Cam. He's like another coach on the field. Right, 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 right. And, and I said to him, I said, this has to be such a change for you from what you had in Cleveland where they were changing coaching staffs every two years. He goes, going back to my time He goes, there, it was like every, every year. All the time. He, you know, he said, so the new coaches would come in. They'd bring their guys with them. Yeah. They would blow up everything because, well, you guys sucked before. We're going to fix this. Yeah, of course. You know, we have all the answers. And, and so you had to prove yourself every year to a new coaching staff, and it was a new system that you had to learn. And it, So everything was new every year. It's, it was an abysmal run of 20 years of doing it yeah. year and not learning from your mistakes. And you look at the Steelers right down the road with the stability, and you don't learn from that. You know? Yeah. And even ownership came from Steelers. You right, know, Like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you, it, it's different if you – Okay, this hire we know is a miss. Well, that's your fault for making the bad hire, first of all. And then not giving, you know, to, just to keep doing it over and over and over. And even when they were doing that total tank job, the Sashi trade everything for picks, I sort of understood it. And Wolf and I had a good conversation about it. You and I have talked about this a million times. You destroy the culture by doing that, first of all. Yeah. You know, the Cam Haywards of the world. We're going to lose for a couple of years. You cool with that? No, I'm not freaking cool with <laughs> no, that. I've only got so – Right. You, uh, players only have so long. Right. Yeah. But why not at least keep the Joe Haydens and the Mitchell Schwartzes that are expensive positions? You can still lose a lot of games with a good right tackle but and they're a good culture corner. guys. And they're culture guys built around those couple guys. As he said in, in his meeting with Sashi Brown, hey, we love what you're doing here. You're great in the right. locker room. You're great in the community. You do all this stuff. Doesn't he have a shoe shop in Cleveland or something, too? He's still, or, he's still yeah. active there, yeah. Right, right, right. But, you know, he's like, uh, you know. But that's just, to me, is like one of the best ex recent examples of bad organization versus good organization. Like, you're going to give me this gift, I'll gladly take it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a big reason why the, the Steelers still have a little bit of cap money floating around is if some organization thinks they're too smart for their own good, cuts a good player that's a quality human being, yeah, we'll give you $5 million or whatever if you need be or $2 million or yeah. whatever. If you were the Steelers, would you extend him another year? Yeah, that's a tough conversation. Uh, see, I think you can do it in a manner in which, hey, if he falls off the cliff, he falls off the cliff and it's – you know, very team friendly. But you, but you love years. the player. He loves it here, right? You know, how old is he? He's thirty two. Yeah, I wouldn't know if he was thirty one or thirty two. Not. But his game was never his game was never built on speed. No, it's, it's above the neck. Be a safety. I've talked to him about it in the past, and he has no interest in playing safety, and he would yeah. have to be a free. And they don't have room for a free. And he's yeah. To me, I think you would still you could still find ways to get him on the field in your nickel and dime. 
Oh, I'm, I would imagine. I mean, unless he's horrendous this year. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting he's going to be horrendous this year, but he could be bad this year. There's but there's always that. You know any I mean? any player in the team could be bad this year. I, I'm just talking about a 32 yeah. year old corner. You know, what I mean, yeah. he's. But there are some guys that can. He's play kind the, of on borrowed time. He, by like I, yeah, well, there's no standards. doubt. Right. Um, I just look at it as as he said. He's like, look, I know the entire defense now. I've been yeah. here for five years. It's not like where when I was in Cleveland, where I I was just learning how to play cornerback every year. How these guys wanted me to play cornerback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I have an an understanding. Of the entire defense, yeah. Um, I, I think you know if you had to move him, you know, make him your your nickel corner or your or your di- you know. I dime wonder how he'd handle the slot. Again, they don't need a slot at the moment either. Yeah. I mean, he's very comfortable on the outside. It's less banging. I mean, I don't think slots have long careers. No, I, I don't. I don't know that that would be. I don't all. know if that would be good for him. But what I would be looking for from him this year, or my worry signs, would be. Odell, Marquise Brown, Jamar Chase, I'm just staying in the division. If he's really playing off those guys that can all run and has given up a lot of stuff underneath and he's playing afraid to get beat over the top, that would be a red flag for me. I think that's something to watch, you know, yeah. when, when those type of receivers line up opposite him. But they play a lot of man, you know. Is he going to get by with technique and realize that Minka over the top makes his life a lot more – Feasible, you know. Yeah. Minka makes a lot of problems. He go takes away. the ball away too. Right, I mean, right, right. Caden has twenty nine career interceptions. So yeah, you'd hate to give up on him. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying just send him on his way and tell him to go on with his life's work because he is important. And they picked him over Nelson to some they degree. Did. You know, I yeah, mean, that's they basically a fact. Yeah. Just don't know how I structure the deal and how you give it to him, and it certainly can't prohibit you from developing. Well, not you'd always develop Pierre or Lane or passing on a first-round corner, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You are listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with the Hour 2 right after this.